Chapter 1. Mocking Thunder The winding Rio Grande lay silvered under the glow of a shell moon, a thin line of yellow mud marking the boundary between two nations, a frontier which tonight was being silently watched, jealously guarded. A man in forest-green uniform crouched behind a weather-rotted fence, peering at the soggy riverbed. Yards away, another uniformed man stood warily behind the corner of a ramshackle shed, also watching the snaky yellow curves that marked the course of the Rio. A third, huddled behind a clump of cacti, a fourth lay flat behind a sand hill. Still others formed an invisible line across the wasteland, scores of them. All members of the ever-alert United States Border Patrol peered warily across dry banks at the looming border hills of Mexico. They were awaiting a signal. The officer, who stood ready to flash the signal, gazed intently at his radium-dialed watch. His lieutenants were grouped around him, beside the olive-drab sedan which had crawled silently toward the international border through the dim glow of the moon. Only a single hard-packed sand road led through this stretch of desert, and all the miles of arid waste which flanked the United States side of the Rio, there was not a glimmer of light, not a single flutter of movement. Yet tonight the Border Patrol was holding a grim guard along that line. Captain Brunnock had ordered the sentries to their unseen posts, yet even he did not know what to expect. He had executed cryptic commands received that same day from the chief of the Immigration Service, without knowing the reason behind them. He had been instructed to await a special investigator at this designated spot, but, so far, no one had approached to explain the urgent orders. Brunnock, still peering at the luminous face of his watch, paced impatiently back and forth along the wind-packed sand. "'Damned if I know what's behind this,' he growled at his under-officers. "'The border's as quiet as a tomb tonight.' The sepulchral hush of the wasteland was disturbed abruptly by a throaty drumming sound. Captain Brennick peered into the glowing sky. He discerned a black smudge moving against the star-spotted zenith, a plane circling downward. While it still hovered high, the throbbing of its exhaust faded away. Except for a faint whistling of wind past airfoils, there was no indication now that a plane was swooping toward the desert. It was weaving down dead stick. "'Here comes our special investigator,' Captain Brunnock commented wryly. "'Whoever the devil he may be!' The lightless plane circled low above the Rio, then leveled over the lone road. Its fat tires crunched on the sand— its brakes halted it directly behind the official sedan. Two passengers legged over the cowling of the observation pit. Captain Brunnock marched stiffly toward them, stopped short in consternation. The captain was a veteran in the service which guarded the international line. He was a vital unit of the small army which patrolled the border from Corpus Christi, Texas, to San Isidro, California. His was an important part of the gigantic task of policing the sixteen hundred miles of boundary against smuggling operations of all kinds. He was not accustomed to yielding his command to any special investigator whom Washington might choose to send, and certainly he was not at all eager to accept orders from anyone like these two passengers descending from the lightless plane.